It has been an astonishing week. NASCAR has said no to displaying the Confederate flag at their events on, on their property. Television shows that glorify police violence have been canceled. Books that teach anti-racism are sold out on Amazon. And we wonder, could this be a watershed moment in the struggle against racism? Are we on the precipices of a true change for a more just and equitable people? And then, Atlanta police killed Richard Brooks, another unarmed black man. And we want to know that we can hold on to the hope that we have. Can we hold on to hope? Will we do the next right thing? And the Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter to the Romans, knew about hope. He lived at a time when the church was divided between Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians. And Paul believed in God's power to heal divisions and make us one. Remember that Paul wrote, in Christ there is no Greek nor Jew, no male or female, no slave or free, for all are one in Jesus Christ. This is his hope and his conviction. He believed that no matter what, God loves us. No matter who we are or what we've done, God loves us. And we stand in grace. That means no one can boast of wealth or education or nationality or family name or race because Paul preached this message of grace. He suffered. He preached grace and peace, not privilege and strife. He believed in equality. He believed in reconciliation. He believed that it was all worth suffering for. Now, this is not the kind of suffering that comes from having COVID-19 or chronic hunger or the suffering of being beaten into the ground. None of that kind of suffering produces hope. That is the kind of suffering that just leads to despair. And that's just crazy. Paul is talking about the suffering that it takes to make God's dreams for us a reality. This is the kind of suffering that comes from facing the truth of our nation's past and demanding that systems change. But we need examples of those who have suffered. Many of us know the great names of African-American people who have suffered to end racism, but we don't know the names as much about white allies. And we need these examples now. So I've been studying and I'm learning about Anne Braden, born in Louisville in 1924, an Episcopalian. She did many things to advance civil rights, but she is most remembered for helping an African-American couple buy a house. 
Andrew and Charlotte Wade tried for months to buy a home in the suburbs outside Louisville, but no one would sell a house to a black family. The Bradens finally agreed to buy a home for the Wades. When it was discovered that the Bradens had bought the home and the Wades were living in it, Anne and her husband were arrested. They were accused of being communists and they were charged with sedition. Anne's husband, Carl, was found guilty and sentenced to 15 years in prison for helping a black family have a home in the suburbs. He served 18 months before the case was overturned. Anne Braden and her husband were two of the most hated people in the 1950s and 60s in the American South. And I think that's saying something. But none of this stopped Anne. She was anti-racist all her life. She made multi-racial organizations. She did everything that she could to help all people. The year before she died, she participated in protests, even in her wheelchair. There's a beautiful picture of her and Cornell West protesting racism together. Anne Braden endured unjust accusations, arrests, animosity for much of her life, and yet she enjoyed 50 years of doing the right thing to make our nation more just and more fair. She endured. She endured. And she has shown us what it means to have character and what it means to hope. If we can endure in the struggle for equality, if we can do the next right thing, even when it's hard, this is the kind of endurance that produces character. Character that stands for something, character that is strong, character that knows what we are about, character that stands for what is faithful and what is right and what is good. And in this, there is great hope. It comes from God's love for us, poured out when Jesus died for people who are broken, for people who were poor, for people who were sinful. That love poured out because no matter who we are or what we've done, God loves us and cannot stop loving us. Hope is rising in our nation. So today comes the question, Will we continue the struggle? Will we resist racism and endure? Will we let it build our character so that we know for what we stand and for the God and the Lord Jesus for whom we stand? 
Will we see a future and claim it yet to be? If we can claim that hope, God will not disappoint us, but will continue to pour love into our hearts and in upon this broken nation that we can be healed, that we can love each other as one. My friends, let us be willing to suffer, be willing to endure, allow this fight to strengthen our character and hope. Let's do the next right thing. Amen.